Welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things we've seen, heard or read, to what we did and what we do. You know, Stuff and Junk. Hello, my name is Albert. This is Jami. Uh, do you still pay by personal check? Yes. Why? I'm very, very old. <laughs> I'm very. I'm stuck in the 80s and stuff like that, yeah. Okay, I, do you, do, in what context do you pay personal check? Is it just business only or or, or you... Give it to family or friends. oh no, no no not family it's just business. it's like uh we got mortgage payments and stuff like that oh that doesn't count I'm talking yeah. about like oh. you, would you go to a Target and pay no, the check that, no come yeah on. hell That's yeah not, no, no, hell not, no I mean no. uh I'm not that old I'm not grandma I'm not your grandma recently I went to Target right and then, yeah. and then the person in front of me was taking a while yeah and no 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 wouldn't correct that. There was this line, had only maybe two people waiting behind this person. Uh-huh. So I go, oh, that's not that's, that's, that's short. Let's go there. Uh-huh. So I went over there. Do, 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 do. Next thing I know, the person, uh, two people down in front of me switches to a different line. Like, <laughs> okay. And then the, the person behind them, I just switched to a different line. Yeah. And then when I got up to the front, being, being next, I realized, oh, they're paying my check. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? I, that happened to me like maybe a year ago. And I, I went all buggy guy and I threw my hands up. Like, what, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, in the 90s? <laughs> yeah. Am I on Canon camera? Like, did I time travel? How old was the person? I'm assuming it's an old person. I'm, sh- I'm assuming this is sexist. Assuming, assuming it's a she. It's a she. Yeah. Uh, probably, I almost got 50s. Yeah. And honestly, white person. So maybe 40s. I was going to guess white person too. Because, you know, they, they age, you know. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> the point yeah. is that mm-hmm. paid by check. And, and and apparently they ask for driver's license now for check. You got to pay by check. Has it always been the case? I want to say yes. I want to say yes. I think okay. They, they ask for driver's think, license. Yeah, they they do. scan the driver's license now. Mm-hmm. They put the checking the check in the machine, the register in a certain way. Now. Right. You have, to, you have to do it like a certain swipe or something. I don't know. Yeah, they, they do all that, and then what happened was the machine wasn't working. Like mm-hmm. like it wasn't oh accepting. Yeah. It wasn't accepting the check. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "This the check isn't being accepted." In my head, I'm thinking like, "Oh, she's bouncing." Yeah. You know, and then they go, "Oh, let me try some. Let me try yeah. a different check." Yeah. So she tried a different check, and then they went through the same old process. Yeah. And once again, it did not work. At that point, do you say, can, can the lady try something different? <laughs> Does she have cash, credit card, Well, the, the, the lady eventually yeah. asked her, do you, have, do you have a card? Do you have yeah. like, cash? Like, no, I'm paper check. I'm like, okay. <laughs> debit card. Why doesn't she have a debit card? I have no idea. But what? Who pays my check nowadays? Ooh, yeah. Unless it's like a business thing or or you're giving it as a gift for Christmas or something, right? right? I mean, I haven't yeah. wrote it on my checkbook in, in ages, in yeah. years probably. I still write checks in the sense that for certain mortgage payments, certain right, electric right. bills. That's understandable. Yeah. Well, the elect- Well, I, I've slowly, begrudgingly have gone to the – because I'm kind of, – I told you I've, I'm dyslexic. So my reading comprehension is not very good. So I get very uh, – uh, I get very impatient looking through websites, you know, click on this, click, 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 you know what I mean? So, but begrudgingly, I've slowly put certain things on auto pay, you know what I mean? Okay. So, the only one I don't do are like certain mortgage payments and my electric bill because I created an account and I forgot the name and I password mm. and all that stuff, stuff like that. But yeah, but I've never, even back in the 90s and stuff, uh, I never uh, paid by check, you know, at, right. at a grocery store. That's, I prefer cash back then, yeah. unless you have a card, right? I, I well, I'm also Asian, so I'm also I did that thing where I'll put on credit card, but I, I, I would pay the the full amount. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That's very Asian. So, so when I went online to see like, but I guess the random who still pays my check, and I came mm-hmm. on this message board in the moneystackexchange.com or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is person who goes like, why do people still write checks as payment in stores? I agree. Why? He he listed a lot of disadvantage and why you shouldn't pay, and then there was actually a response here that says. 
I write uh, very few checks, but putting myself in the place of people that do, I can think of several advantages. I'll, 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 can I guess one? Uh, sure. Is it uh, like a fraud thing? You know what I mean? Because you have a debit card or credit card, you might get your identity stolen. Less likely for writing a check. Uh, let's see. Yes, it looks like this one does mention. You're right. He and goes like your duplicate check or check register is a physical record of your payment, and your return check is evidence that the payment was completed. Is right. That what you're mm-hmm. And I'm also thinking uh, poor people might not have credit cards, but that shouldn't be an excuse for not having a debit card. So I don't. So I don't think it's a economic. Well, these are here. Checks have also lower expenses to the merchant than credit or debit cards. Or debit cards, see? To the merchant. To the merchant, correct. So the advantage goes to the people that, that collects the check. Is that what you're saying? That's the advantage that he's saying. Why people Right, but that's, yeah, but that's not the consumer's advantage, right? Not for the consumer's yeah. advantage, no. Uh, he'll say your checks can be seen as safer than credit or debit cards. Okay, you already said that part. Mm-hmm. And then the number four, I don't know if it's a joke or what, but he goes down, you don't need to remember a pin to use a check. <laughs> I think that's a joke. Yeah. I, I think it's all BS. Uh, uh, like the only thing I can think of is sort of the, the physical record, the, the, uh, the identity fraud thing. You know, because I, I understand some people not wanting credit cards with that. I guess. I don't know. It's, it's odd. It's just strange to me. Anyway. Anyways. All right. So on this, uh, oh, I lost the page. <laughs> Let me guess this one. It is the 206th episode. All right, on this uh, 259th episode oh, of the show, <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge again. Mm-hmm. I got something else to say about that. Um, <laughs> the Halloween segment of the week is a supernatural story mm-hmm. that I was told by an acquaintance of mine that oh, I would okay. like to share over here. And then we're going to be talking about uh, what else is going on. Oh, by the way, we're going to start now calling that what else is going on as opposed to just what's going on. Sure. So, And then uh, on the top of the episode, we're going to be doing our Spoilers Please review on... The South Korean movie, Parasite. Mm-hmm. All right, so on the, on the geek news, there was a whole uproar about how Walt Disney World, Hollywood Studios, has decided to change the uh, the names, not change the names, but but you know in Star Wars Galaxy Edge, the whole point was is to, for it to be immersive. Right. right. So the foods and the drinks have certain Star Wars themed names. Right. So for Docking Bay 7, which is essentially their main food court area in uh, in Galaxy's Edge, mm-hmm. uh, they, they have stuff like, like Tandorian Kipyip or whatever, right. right? And then below in parentheses, they tell you what the ingredients are so you can kind of figure out where it yeah, is. Right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you yeah. know what, what English thing it is. Uh-huh. So they're going to, they, apparently they flipped it. So when you walk up to the counter and you look at the menu, mm-hmm. it'll say, Fried chicken, as opposed to whatever oh, Star Wars equivalent yeah. is, mm-hmm. and of course for the diehard uh, Star Wars fans, like I guess myself, we're like, what happened to the whole immersion thing? Yeah, you know, so it, it kind of caused a little bit of an uproar online, mm-hmm. and and people were showing example. Look, even the online menu has it flipped over, mm-hmm. right? Um, the thing is though is that I guess Disney may have noticed that the people were complaining mm-hmm. because the online stuff now are back to the Star Wars name, right? So instead of saying like. Uh, uh, oats, it'll say like Tug's Morning's Oats, mm-hmm. you know, or, or a cheese egg pork sausage, which is now Bright Sun's Morning again. Mm-hmm. But th- so, for what I understand, that's still that's still in the online menu. Mm-hmm. They flipped it back again to Star Wars in the online menu, but right. over there on site, it's still English, which is disappointing. Right. So, so you'll uh, you'll eventually essentially get something like smoked pork ribs, mm-hmm. roasted chicken salad, shrimp and noodle salad. Well. First thing, first thing, we, we, I think we all agree this is a first world problem, right? We, this is oh, kind yeah, of, sure. Yeah, this is, world, yeah, like, yeah. Like, putting that aside. Uh, second point is, I agree with the people that say, hey, this is supposed to be completely immersive. It, it takes a, uh, takes extra time to kind of, you know, 
for them to take the order, I kind of process it because mm. you, you know what I mean. But you know, that's part of the experience. You know what I mean? It's part of the experience. Yeah, and it's then, like you're dif- you're it's like you're visiting a foreign country, right? And you, you can't read Chinese, so you hope for there's an English translation. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you you don't always have to choose the path of least resistance. You know what I mean? Right. You have you should put the effort in. You put the effort in in so many other different ways and stuff like that. I keep seeing online these little, little hieroglyphics of st- secret messages. I keep seeing people telling me it's completely immersive. The only thing you can see of the outside world is like Space Mountain sticking out or something. That you've went not even, this, not even. Yeah, yeah right. But the thing yeah. you put all this effort, you might just go the extra, extra mile. Just, just yeah. go for it. And it's one of those things where it's been open for what four months. Something well, like that? in in Anaheim, it is. And for, yeah, and my whole thing is like eventually people will catch on. You know what I mean? As repeat visitors come and more and more people walk through it, people will pick up the the the, the, the new quote unquote new language that they're using. For so the are you saying uh, yeah. people in the East Coast and Floridians are just lazy? Because yeah, in Anaheim. Hasn't changed. Yeah, we're we're still we're still pretty much this is immersive. Live with it. I think it's because we live in Los Angeles. We we get show business, I guess maybe. But then there's right. a lot of tourists. But anyway, but I, honestly, I think it has a lot to do with the way the the park management is in Anaheim as opposed to Florida. Because mm-hmm. in Florida, uh, Walt Disney World, uh, Hollywood Studios, which has Galaxy's Edge over there, mm-hmm. they have industrial fans in corners, mm-hmm. which isn't very Star Wars. Yeah. They have what looks like IKEA tables. For for restaurant yeah. uh, uh, places, mm-hmm. they have uh, umbrellas, regular looking umbrellas, yeah. laying around. I mean, admittedly, it's hot in Florida. Yeah. I get it, yeah. but still, could they find like a Star Wars version of those things? That and, takes money. And now they're going to change the names to Fried Chicken. You know, I, I will mean, say, I will say the, the this though the monster the things that you're mentioning. I think those have to be like like a fan. We have to. For like a Star Wars industrial fan, I think you have to change the molding. So change the molding, yeah. change it. Spend the extra money. You I think spend, you're right. Yeah, you spend yeah. the extra money. That's my argument. You want to yeah. the That's my argument. Yeah. yeah. If if you just go all in, just go all balls go all in. in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it kind of it, it's a little bit. It's a short pet peeve of mine. But somebody we're in California. Obviously, I go to this in Anaheim uh, more often than than that I would go to Florida. Well, this thing, yeah. Right, well, but but I have gone to Walt Disney World, Florida. Oh, right? have you? Okay. Yeah, and 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 I, I like the parks over there. Mm-hmm. But my, my argument has always been like, stop comparing the two, the two that that say that Walt Disney World is better and bigger, whatever. Mm-hmm. Different stuff, different stuff, right? Uh, Anaheim has Disneyland Park and California Adventure right across from each other, and the stuff that you can do in those two parks, you'll have to do in practically three parks over there in Florida, where the, their parks over there are miles apart from each other. Oh my god! Right, so there's a, there's a little bit of an efficiency thing in in Anaheim as opposed to Florida, mm-hmm. and Florida, for what I've noticed, and I've gone to to the Magic Kingdom over there, which is their Disneyland equivalent, mm-hmm. doesn't have as much stuff as Disneyland proper for obvious reasons. Uh, because for us, we have to cram as much as we can. Uh, and over there, they seem to have less of a concern about immersion. Yeah. Which has always been Walt Disney's thing. Like, mm-hmm. they want it to be immersive. If you're in one land, you shouldn't be able to see another land. And in Florida, you can. Well, which disappoints me. If I remember my history correctly, it's it's got to be because Walt Disney... That's Disneyland is his legacy. I mean, he supervised the whole thing. Right. Was he around? He was still around when Walt Disney World opened. He must have been like hundred yeah. years old. But right? I mean, I mean, he, you're right. He yeah. might he might have not been completely hands on. Mm-hmm. I'm just guessing here. Yeah. I'm not a Disney historian, but but there has to be a reason why Magic Kingdom, which was the first park that showed up in Disney World, mm-hmm. uh, isn't as immersive as Disneyland. If you go yeah. to if you go to Tomorrowland and Disneyland, you can't see any other land. Mm-hmm. And even if you do see another land, it's supposed to blend in with, with what current right. land you have. You know, and over there, if you're in Adventureland, there's a there's, there's there's this quick divide where oh, you're already looking at the other land across. I'm like, you shouldn't be able to yeah. do that. 
you know. So and, and so so going back to the whole gas's edge thing, yeah. Like we're saying, if you're going, if you want it to be immersive, Florida, go all in. But yeah. apparently, you don't care about immersion, and that's where Anaheim gets the point. Yeah. So suck it, Florida. Suck it, Florida. <laughs> that's, that's our message. That's the biggest takeaway. The, the the penis state of yeah, no. of America. <laughs> Seriously, suck on yourself. Basically, is what we're saying. Okay. Okay, for our Halloween theme of this uh, episode, let's talk about a scary story. So I was talking to an acquaintance of mine. He was telling me this story that kind of involves supernatural stuff. And the more I listened to it, I go, wow, that is kind of like kind of supernaturally, mm-hmm. very creepy kind of kind of thing. Um, I told him I was going to mention this on the podcast. He told me this back in May, right? And I told him, oh, this will be a good topic to, to sort of to, to share during Halloween. So here I am sharing during Halloween. Now, uh, I'm going to try and see if I can change some of the names mm-hmm. and the location because I don't want it to be too obvious in who it is, okay? Just because the way the story goes, I don't want to be connected to the story. <laughs> what the hell? So here, I'm, I'm going to read you what he wrote here. Um, although I think he told it to be better in person, but I'm going to try. Bear with me here. Mm-hmm. That'll be part of the scary story. Bear with me here. Okay, so, okay, so in the late 1990s, my friend... Let's call him Steve. Because his name is actually Steve? No, it's oh, not, okay. actually. Oh, sorry. My friend Steve and I went hiking up in the blank mountains. To, oh, up okay. an old uh, fire road to photograph the aftermath of the tremendous forest fire that had swept through the area as we hiked up the road and, were, and, were, and we were surrounded by surreal and bizarre scenery. The skeletons of trees and the charred remains of large bushes surrounded by gray and white ash were all around us. Okay. Now, Steve and I were big science fiction fans, and Steve loved horror movies as well. Okay, He goes, we went up there ostensibly to take a look at black and white phot- of photographs. And as we hiked along the road by the edge of the road and what had one time been a large bush, we, discover- we discovered a gallon-sized cauldron full of koi shells and a concrete head with cowrie shell eyes, ro- nose, and okay. teeth. And sticking out of the head was a knife. Okay. So ba- imagine like one of those things you see in movies, like a skull mm-hmm. thing and a knife on it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, being a veteran hiker of that area, I knew that people used to go up there and practice voodoo and santeria. Well, oh. Steve took a few pictures of the cauldron and the head. I suggested we leave the items there. Mm-hmm. And the, Steve suddenly became enamored with them. He told me he wanted to take them home, and I couldn't argue with him out of it. He grabbed the items up, and the next thing you know, we were headed back to the car. I had a bad feeling about it, and we got to his house, and a couple of mov- uh, movies had so- and had some dinner, and I went home well. From that point on, things went south for him. He lost his job. Okay. He lost his house. Okay. He had his children taken away by Child Protective Services. He ended up getting a divorce. Wow. His eyes starts uh, started to fail. Wow. <laughs> so he lost his vision, mm-hmm. and uh, and and he had diabetes. Even okay. though he was in relatively good health, mm-hmm. he almost lost one of his legs. Okay. Because of the, because of that diabetes. Mm-hmm. Nothing I could do, nothing my friends could do, or not, and nothing his ex-wife could do would make him get rid of those objects, mm-hmm. which I am convinced was the cause of all his problems. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, that's of course if you believe in supernatural stuff. Yeah. But it seems like a coincidence. Sounds right? like a coincidence. Like, first of all, it sounds like he's a bad father. Every kid is taking away. Don't blame the voodoo. Don't blame the voodoo, man. Blame yourself. I don't sounds know. Like, it, sounds it, like a low rent uh, Stephen King novel. 
novella. It's not that it's full Stephen King novel. It's a, it's a novella. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I know it sounds like something out of a horror movie, but there you have it. So if you're hiking through the woods and you see something like that, just keep on hiking. Yeah. So but here's the thing, though. Uh, apparently, he was he was like, I think he said he didn't really believe. Mm-hmm. Not 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 my acquaintance, but the the Steve guy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really believe. He watches horror movies, but he doesn't yeah. believe in them. Sure. So he does. I think I think he's just proving a point. Mm-hmm. Like yes, all this bad stuff started happening after I got the item. Yeah. But to prove that it isn't the item, I'm gonna keep the item. Yeah. Sounds like he's just a stubborn asshole. And number <laughs> and number one, uh, we live in Southern California. I don't think there's anything magical or voodoo about Southern California. You, know? you never know that. This is a land of fake tits and stuff you like that. Know you know that. What I mean? There's nothing ancient. Ah, yeah. It's yeah, an old it's a, place. It yeah. used to be part. Of, it used to be Mexicans used to live here before oh, we took it over. Yeah, what happened to them? Oh wait, it's an old <laughs> place. Oh. Maybe they had they had that, that voodoo take. Yeah, and it screwed them over. <laughs> See, the, the Steve guy just lost lost his house and everything. Yeah. Well, Me- make, Mexicans lost the freaking California. Yeah, well, make your mortgage famous. I don't know. Click unemployment. Be a better dad. You won't lose your you won't lose your kids. How about that? Yeah. How about take responsibility? Yeah. The thing is though is that even if it isn't true, like 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 that there is no actual voodoo magic mm-hmm. in a thing. If you believe it to be true, something sure. it could come true. And what was what was the thing that he took? What did he take? It, it was like it was like a, a concrete skull with a knife in it. That doesn't sound old or ancient. If no, it but it, some... it was part. It was part of an altar oh. that was that was in the uh, that was in the forest. Like they, they, that uh, probably also they probably bought IKEA from a few years he ago. He could have right? gotten cursed. Stop it. Steve could have gotten cursed for taking it. it. Something something they probably got at Spencer's gift. This they have those uh, rain label at the bottom saying "Made in China" and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I do oh, have gosh. a friend named Steve. But it, Steve, if you're happy to be listening to this, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think Steve would know. I yeah, mean. I think Steve would know. Like, yeah. what? what? What happened here? Well, I've never been married. How did, how did I get divorced? How did, how, I don't have kids. See, he lost his eyes. He lost his leg. All he right. had diabetes. Right. He got a divorce. He, he lost his kids. He lost his house. He lost his job. I mean, come on. That, that seems a little bit too coincidental. Don't that seems silly. Stop. Feel silly. Okay. I don't believe any of it. It's all hogwash. It's all hogwash. Or Hogwarts. All right. Stop it. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Uh, I also left a link in the show notes about true life supernatural stories that you can also click on. Probably similar to what this is. I I didn't re- I didn't proofread that too, but so whatever. As of this recording, it's currently 6:46 p.m. on October 22 in Rosemead, California, and it's time we take a look and see what's going on. I see. I mentioned Rosemead, California, because that's where uh, the main office for Southern California Edison is at. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's where I send my checks to. <laughs> if you live in California, the company OmConnect will pay you to do the dishes at night. What? Yeah, apparently they will send you money uh, to turn off your electricity. Oh, okay. For one hour. It's for one hour. The whole thing, your whole house. So here's how it works: mm-hmm. OmConnect will send you a text when a lot of people in your area are using power, mm-hmm. and will pay you uh, pay you to cut back for an hour, one mm-hmm. hour. Whether that means waiting to run the dishwasher, turning off your lights or AC, or even turning off your breaker. The more you do, the more money you make that that they will pay you. For example, Tanya Williams recently earned an extra $1,700 in one year with OmConnect. More than $140 a month. That's interesting. Okay. All right. I mean, one hour is not bad. I could like take a nap for an hour, right? Yeah. Just turn off the breaker. All right. Power's out. You know, and and you can still be on your phone. Just don't plug it in. I can see that. Yeah, the uh, only thing, the only time I wouldn't do is probably during uh, the uh, the hottest parts of summer and stuff like that because yeah. I need my AC and stuff. But other than that, yeah, yeah. So that's that's one thing. Uh, speaking of making money, 
Uh, Skywalker, The Rise of Skywalker tickets went on sale Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, first hour pre-sales nearly doubled Avengers Endgame, according to Atom tickets. Now keep in mind, we do said we did say first hour pre-sale. We didn't say the first right. day pre-sale. I still don't know the numbers for first day at, at this as of this recording. Off the top of your head, do you know what the opening weekend is for Endgame? It was three something, right? It's like, was it three something? I want to say it's three something. Three fifty. Three fifty over under. For uh, Skywalker, it has to be lower. Under no way, right? No, I just, I mean, I mean, uh, Star Wars is not going to make as much as Avengers. Yeah, does it break two hundred? Yeah, I, I, uh, I believe in my prediction episode. I said no. <laughs> I think I don't know if I made a prediction, but I think a bit closer to it. I don't think it'll break two hundred. Two hundred is a lot. Two hundred is a lot. I mean, I mean, Last Jedi did two forty, two forty-seven. Oh, seriously? Was yes. That however, oh, interesting. However, that changes everything. That does, does that change everything? Mm-hmm. Doesn't last Jedi does, doesn't last Jedi change everything? There are some fans who are probably going to boycott this movie, mm-hmm. right? But the thing is, though, it is the very last uh, Star Wars Skywalker movie, right? So you figure it will draw them back in anyway. Yeah. So if last Jedi made two forty seven, and do you think it's going to make more than two forty seven? I don't think it'll be an Avengers Endgame though. No, no, no way. I don't, I don't know what's going to break three, but. That tr- that last trailer looks epic and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's a montage trailer. Yeah, but it looks epic. Yeah, you have you have space horses. You have space horses. Man. I know, right? Space, space horses. horses. Yeah, yeah. You have horses in space. What's up with that? I'm gonna go. What was the last trailer? Two forty something. Two forty seven. I'll do. You know what? I'll go. I'll take the over. I'll do two sixties. I'm sticking my two hundred. Is that gonna break? Well, two hundred is not break. One ninety nine. I guess. No, we'll use the two forty <laughs> as the as the as the line. Is it over or under? Under. Under. Okay. I think it's gonna make under two forty. I'll t- I to- I'll take the over. All right, All right, we'll try and remember this when we uh, when uh, it happens. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Oh, Ryan Johnson also had the best response to the trailer. He goes like, "I love Star Wars with a heart in it," uh-huh. and of course, it does. It does feel like he's either trolling because he knew he knows people are gonna course, jump yeah. in with the Ryan the Ryan Johnson haters and go, mm-hmm. "No, you don't. You don't love Star Wars and all that stuff." But yeah, in hilarious. Uh, speaking of something Disney related. You can binge on Disney movies and TV shows and win one thousand dollars and a year subscription of Disney Plus. So if basically, okay. if you go to, um, let's see. So apparently, you have to be eighteen years or older. Must be U.S. citizen or permanent resident. Okay. Must be swift as a coursing river with all the force of a great typhoon. Wait, what? But anyways, that's a Mulan reference. Oh, that's a Mulan reference. Yeah. <laughs> Along with a thousand dollars, our biggest Disney fan is in for a few more gadgets and gizmos of plenty. A That's a little mermaid reference. A thousand dollars to turn you into the main ev- into the main event. Uh, Association with Disney Plus for one whole year. Uh, Disney team movie watching kit. Okay, and apparently you can watch anything from thirty Disney future. You have to watch thirty Disney future films or full episodes of your favorite Disney okay. shows, and you got thirty days to finish them all. Uh, to finish them all. The is one of my movie options. Song of the South. Well, can you find Song of the South? Nope. <laughs> uh, so essentially, uh, how to apply is just tell us about yourself in a few easy questions, mm-hmm. and don't forget to submit a video review of your absolute favorite Disney movie because you want to hear all about it. So the link on the show notes will have the Disney Plus reviewer application, mm-hmm. and essentially your email name, sure. blah blah blah, blah and, and and then you're gonna tell them that you're going to go watch all these movies. Yeah, with respect, I think I will pass on this. Yeah, I mean, I, we could easily watch thirty movies in a row. Sure, right, but. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> yeah, come on. Uh, submission deadline is Thursday, November 7th. Okay? So if you listen to this and you want to try it, I know somebody who actually is trying it. But, oh, uh, really? Yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, so you try that. Yeah. Speaking of Disney+, Plus, Verizon 
is giving away a free year of Disney Plus to all new and existing 4G LTE, Fios, and 5G unlimited wireless customers. Mm-hmm. That's awfully generous of Disney because yeah. I can't imagine Verizon doing this. Mm-hmm. So, so Disney must be forking up the bill to, to pull this off. Sure. Yeah. It's that corporate synergy. Verizon is the one of, what what's the parent company? Are they part of an entertainment conglomerate? Verizon? Yeah. Or are they just telecommunications? I think they're just Verizon telecommunications. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Um I'm a Verizon customer, but I don't I don't have the unlimited plan. Have you signed up for Disney Plus yet? Not yet. What's the point? You don't yeah. get a discount or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're part of the discount stuff. Or yeah, we miss all the discount windows and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah I haven't signed up. I, I think they want people to, pre- to pre-register because they want to top numbers. Like, sure. We yeah. have this many pre-register yeah. for Disney Plus. It's a stock thing, right? Yeah, my whole thing is I'm waiting for Disney Plus to actually come out and then I'll look on the website to see what kind of packages. We talked about this. What kind of packages it has with, with mm-hmm. Hulu and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of streaming services, Apple TV is now available on Roku. Oh, sure. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it looks exactly like Apple TV's interface, yeah. right? How do you how do you like it? I don't know. I I haven't plugged in my my username yet. Oh, you haven't you haven't linked up, linked up everything yet? Because I know I know movie anywhere can can connect to uh, to iTunes because mm-hmm. you can also watch your iTunes stuff in this thing too. Sure. Right. So essentially, Roku now has iTunes uh, iTunes movies and and uh, TV shows on Roku. Okay. By using the Apple TV app. Look at that. It's all coming together. Yeah, Apple Apple wants to be a service company like Google, so this is one of the first steps to do. Yep. Like Apple Music is available on Android, yeah. So there's there's that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apple already gives its Apple TV Plus shows a second season. It's either they're really confident that mm-hmm. they're going to hit big, mm-hmm. or they're saying, "Look how confident we are yeah. that we're giving them second second seasons already." And the thing, it's going to be a weird thing where they show your the, the Apple stock people the numbers because. It's it, the first year is free with like new uh, iPhones and new iPads, right? So it's like, oh, all right. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of, and also, like, this recording, Apple TV goes live next week. Yeah. November 1st. But I, oh, this is a good segue. Have, is there anything in the trailers for those Apple TV shows that, that's, that's sort of captured your interest or sparked your imagination? Not enough for me to pay the monthly fee. Yeah. That's the thing. So. I, yeah, I looked at that Jennifer Aniston, uh, what do you call it? Reed Thurspoon thing. I was like, eh. I don't know. Has a very been there, done that kind of thing, and they're paying like fifteen million dollars an episode for each for each one, and it's just people in a room talking, and so most of the money is going to the actors. You know, God bless them; they, they should get whatever they can get and stuff. But still, right, it's just people in a room talking. And my other impression is like, we I think we live in a generation of IP. You know what I mean? I don't think I think their approach is a very sort of old timey, old Hollywood approach. Something like you know, it's it's about getting big stars, you know, big names. I'm like, yeah. Is that really the thing right now? You That's the I mean? Apple way of doing things. <laughs> well, there there are two shows that if if I was if I actually watch the reboot Battlestar Galactica, I'll be interested to watch for all mankind, which is from the creator of the reboot for Battlestar Galactica. Is that the blind one? Yeah. Is that the blind shrug? Show? All I know is the title is for all mankind. Oh no, that's the oh that's the no that's the one where if Russia made it to the moon first. Oh, is that what it is? Yes, yeah, that's, that's the one. I saw that trailer too. I was like, yeah. Mm, okay, yeah. and the other one is the the sequel to uh, Battle Brothers and Pacific Rim or whatever it's called. I haven't seen. Has there been a trailer for that? It's exactly. There. But a- Apple paid them big bucks for for mm-hmm. two of those seasons, from what I understand. The ones I understand that that kind of uh, captured my interest a little bit is they're doing a remake of Amazing Stories, right? Oh right, right, right. Involved but in that, but yeah. there's no trailers for that. And the one by Camille Nanjiani and his wife Emily Gordon about the immigrant. Each episode would be like a new. 
story about the immigrant experience, right? Right. I haven't seen a trailer for that either, right? But those are two that kind of piqued my interest just by reading about it. But the ones that I've seen trailers for, the Wish Witherspoon one, the the Jason Momoa blind Game of Thrones thing, mm-hmm. and the and the astronaut thing with Russia beats us to the moon, eh, doesn't really capture my imagination. Not, definitely not. If, if it didn't come with my uh, a new iPhone or something like that, I would definitely not subscribe and stuff like that. Right. And, and as far as I know, there's no back catalog, right? They don't have... No, a, there's no back catalog. There's no library. So you're paying... <laughs> You can pay like five bucks a month for, for those shows. Yeah. shows. No, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah. 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 We'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll see how yeah. it goes. But now, if I, even if I wanted to try it, I have the option. Do you have the option uh, the, on the Roku? Oh, yeah, Apple TV. Oh. Yeah, Apple TV app equals Apple TV Plus. Yeah, it's actually right. a pretty smart move for them to do put it on, on on the Roku. All right, all right. Because if you if you subscribe to HBO or Showtime or any of that through Apple the Apple TV app, mm-hmm. you can watch pretty much all your shows on the Apple TV app. Yeah. You know, though you you just need to jump out to Netflix if you want Netflix or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, but you can you can combine all those stuff into the Apple TV app. So right. yeah, it's a pretty smart move for Apple to do that right. for the Roku. And that's what's going on, or that's what else is going on. Sure, you didn't even mention that that's what else is going on in the first part. I didn't, did I? No, no. Before we move on to the next topic, just in case the listeners actually care, John Meng, where can people find you online? First of all, they shouldn't care. They shouldn't find me online. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Twitter, J I A M I N G L I O U. And it is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5 and anything to do with What Worse Why. If you want to send us emails, send it to whowhatworsewhy at gmail.com. Um, I apologize for the people who have sent me an email because I haven't responded back to them. And uh, if you want to leave a quick comment, leave it at... Uh, Sorry. Our, I'm sure our listeners just send you dick pics and stuff like that. Leave, uh, leave it on our Instagram page or our Facebook page or, or on the website itself. Those I have responded to. So mm-hmm. there's that. Uh, if you want to show us your support because we need it, head over to whowhatworsewhy.com slash support to find out how. Easiest way to do it is uh, head over to, speak of Apple, head over to the Apple Podcast page and give us a review. Give us some uh, five stars or something. That'd be great. Because the more the more Apple Podcast sees that there's activity happening on our podcast, the more they'll probably try to advertise it. So let's try that uh, or share it. If you want to know who gave us the music for this episode, I, I should be saying this a lot easier. Uh, music has been provided by the Y-Axis. You should try singing a lot better. Music has I'll been provided that. by the Y-Axis. Find out at the Y-Axis.com. All the links and information can be found at whowhatworsway.com. All right. So before we jump into our spoilers, let's do our non-spoilers impressions about the, about the movie Parasite. If you don't know who, what Parasite is, here, let's go ask Google. What is the movie Parasite about? Parasite is a 2019 movie directed by Bong Joon-ho, starring Cho Yo-jung, Park So-dam, and Choi Woo-shik. Oh, what's the synopsis? Here's the synopsis of Parasite. Greed and class discrimination threaten the newly formed symbiotic relationship between the wealthy Park family and the destitute Kim clan. Oh, good, Google. No, no spoilers there. Yeah. Yeah, no spoilers. Yeah, it's a movie about class divide. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, what are your top, quick thoughts? I on thought spoilers? it was a great movie. I thought it was legitimately a great movie. It has yeah. a, it has a vision, it has a certain style, it has a, it's great storytelling, great character element. And it's one of those movies where kind of you think it's one thing, then it becomes another yeah, thing, yeah, and then becomes another yeah, thing, yeah, another yeah, thing, yeah, another yeah, thing, yeah, another yeah, thing. Yeah. I'm not talking about twists and turns and plot changes and stuff like that. I'm just talking about what the movie is and the nature of the movie itself. It's great. It's fantastic. It's a great, great movie. It's one of uh, probably the three, one of the top three movies I've seen this year. I agree. For me, it definitely be it most likely it'll definitely be my top five for sure. Mm-hmm. If not my top movie of the year, we'll mm-hmm. see. Um, but yeah, it, it's a it's just a movie about class divide, and I do like the contrast about that. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit one sided, but 
uh, but I do like how he plays with the comedy. It's wait, wait, let's see how how I want to describe it. Dark comedy. It's a comedy because mm-hmm. it has some legit just comedy parts. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes a dark comedy. It has some legit dark comedy mm-hmm. parts, and then it becomes like intense. And then really it becomes, intense. And then it becomes kind of like like shocking. You yeah. know, it's like yeah, Bong Joon Ho. Bang Joe, Bang Bang the director and the writer knows how to really play with the tone of the movie, mm-hmm. and it, it takes you many different places. Yeah, in the la- in the last act, I legitimately squeak, squeaked or shreked. Oh, really? Like two or three times in the theater. Like wow. ah, ah, oh my god, Jesus! <laughs> you get the yeah, touch of my dog there. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the movie, we were silent. We were like, "That was the movie." Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. It, it was. It was great. Great movie. Great movie. All right. On with the spoilers. If you think you're someone who can just casually listen about a combo of a movie or a TV show you're missing, then I feel like I gotta warn you, and this may not be in order. Don't be crying to us when you end up hearing a spoiler. Spoiler! You know what? I wish there's a secret basement in this house where a guy could come out and stab you. What do you think of that? There you go. There's a spoiler for you. How about that spoiler? How about that? How about that? Well, uh, yeah, we're already on spoilers, yeah. so of yeah. All the things. That could have happened in that basement. Do you have any idea that was going to happen? All this no. different crazy. I had no, no idea. No, no. Oh, we're jumping ahead, obviously, and stuff. But goddamn, I was like, "What the hell is in that basement?" So, no, he, no. Here's the thing. Okay, it's only a two-hour movie, mm-hmm. right? But it felt longer. Yeah. For some reason, it felt longer. But because I, I think it felt like we were watching two different movies. I felt like, like the three or four different of, movies. Yeah. The first half of the movie was like a con artist movie. Yes. And the exactly. second half of the movie became like some kind of like not really haunted house, but a suspense. Yeah, like a suspense thriller. It reminded me of Fincher's. Uh, what's that one where with uh, Jodie Foster, Foster in the thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's one of those things. It's also very Hitchcockian because sure, yeah. characters and and the audience are at different places and stuff like that. You just waiting for these things to intersect and stuff like that. Right. And it's, it's just it's incredible. It's it's incredible. It's like three or four different movies in one and stuff like that. But yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's great. I'm glad I did not watch trailers. I didn't read synopsis. All I know was that it got a lot of awards from the Cannes Film Festival. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think it won the top prize too, yeah, right? Probably, it won the probably. it won the top prize, and and then from that point on, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna wait for this movie. Yeah, I'm not gonna get spoiled by anything. Mm-hmm. Luckily, for some reason, never saw the trailer in any of the movies I watched this year. Oh, okay, which is weird. Yeah, I don't know if Neon is is dropping the ball in marketing this movie, but somehow I I managed to avoid watching the trailer. It's definitely a movie. word of mouth yeah. uh, movie because it's one of those things where. When it came out, it came out in like five, six theaters or something like that nationwide. And then it's one of those things where it kind of rolled through uh, Twitter, at least, the, you know, the progressive, liberal, cool people on Twitter. You well, know ma- major cities. I yeah, it. yeah. You know, oh, no, they're, they're, they're individual people too, you know what I mean? Oh, sure, sure, you know, sure, you know, sure. Uh, you know, this was one of those things. So, yeah. So, that's kind of, kind of, I saw the trailer and I, like I said, my experience of finding out about the movies uh, just through Twitter and stuff like that. But but the thing is though is that this is not, this isn't even going to go wide. I think it's going to stay limited release until you find it at a home video, right? Yeah. So uh, if you're listening to this, you must have seen it somehow yeah. because I'm pretty sure most of our listeners have not seen it except for Derek and Mike who have seen it. Mm-hmm. And if you go to the Gitno Fancast, they have also interviewed yeah. uh, three of the primary actors of this movie. Mm-hmm. So great get from them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, as far, as far as this movie is concerned, um, I like how the opening pretty much set the tone of this yeah. family, mm-hmm. like. Like the they're doing a, a citywide pesticide thing, yeah. and the dad's like, "No, no, leave it open. We get free pesticide yeah. <laughs> this way." <laughs> and there's an incredible scene where they're doing the the pizza box folding thing, right? Right. And right. when the lady comes to give them the money and stuff like that, that 
that scene is a microcosm of how the family works, right? The, the 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 positioning of the body is really great in this movie. So the girl who's collecting them, who's giving, going to pay them, is in the center, right? Mm-hmm. And slowly the family kind of like works their way into her, into the frame, right? You know what I mean? They're crowding her, they're pushing her around, stuff like that, until she finally gives in and uh, what gives her the, the money that they want, right? right? But that shows them how the the the, the movie, the, the the family operates and stuff like that. I. I it, when I was watching the movie, that it's that first scene really struck me and stuff like that. It's really good. Yeah, it definitely set the tone. And then, and then when the, uh, the 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 son's friend told him about the about the, the person he's tutoring, mm-hmm. first off, I know he said like, "Oh, I'm gonna ask her out once once she graduates, mm-hmm. right?" And then in my head, I'm thinking, "Oh, obviously the son's gonna swoop in." Right, right. Like I just didn't realize it was just gonna be. It, that was like the least right. of anybody's concern, mm-hmm. right? And and. I, I didn't know because I didn't see the trailer. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that he was gonna that, that it starts from the son to right. con the rest of the family. But I loved how it played out. It's amazing yeah. the, the way that the con unfolds with the son, and then oh, I know somebody, right? You know right, I mean? right. And yeah. then oh, I know somebody, and it's also very you're Asian, obviously, but it's also very Asiany too, because mm-hmm. you know a lot of our interaction with the people that we come to work with us or we interact with is like oh, I know a guy who knows a guy. That can come and do that for the X amount of dollars. You know what I mean? It's very right. Asian and stuff. Asian and stuff. But it's also ironic because the, the 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 mom of that resident was all like, "Yeah, we only hire people who have word of mouth or who are mm-hmm. who are recommended to us because yeah. that because it forms a build a trust, right? Which is funny because it's ironic because mm-hmm. what they're doing is completely the opposite of that because yeah. they're they're completely untrustworthy in the sense mm-hmm. that they're lying to them. Yeah, you and know? also I want to mention the the person that recommends the guy for the job. It's also very Hitchcockian too. Where uh, somebody comes in the beginning of the movie, but sets everything into motion, but then right. disappears. You know what I mean? So it's in Hitchcock's movie. It's more that guy's more of a puppeteer. I don't know if this guy had an actual malice. When you say this guy, you mean the the, the, the son? friend? Yeah, the fr- the son's friend that recommended the, the tutor job. Oh, I don't think I don't think he knew this was gonna happen yeah. at all. He just knew that guy. He, he was he's more he, that guy. He didn't think he would be that bright. You know, what I mean? he just thought right. you know. Well, if anything else, I would say it's actually goes with the theme of the movie. Mm-hmm. People who are well off looks looks really okay. down yeah. at people who are below them, the mm-hmm. poor and whatnot. Yeah. They right? underestimate. They the, underestimate uh, them. Yeah. So, so the, his friend clearly underestimated him. Go well, he's poor mm-hmm. and he's he doesn't have a job. Yeah. He, he's he's not going to college, so he's he's an easy target. All the family members, they are deadly serious and skillful and right. You know what I mean? There's it reminds me of the other movie. Remember Luggy Lug. Logan Lucky? Yeah, Logan Lucky. It's, yes, yes. It's, you cut, Same the, thing. Yeah, people, exactly. People you look down on, you don't think much of them, but they're very talented, very skilled. And then I, I saw this in an interview. Uh, the, the the director mentioned he doesn't overtly think of messages and stuff like that, but one of the messages he did see in the movie after he made it is, is hey, these people are very talented, very skilled. It's just that they don't have any jobs in South Korea to apply them. You know what I mean? Right. It's about class and skills and, you know, and labor and just... They don't have that uh, avenue to pursue and stuff like that to get legitimate work. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. and and this is something that happens in today's real life. Yeah, you look at certain people, and you really have like an idea. Oh, they're uneducated. Yeah. Oh, they're 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 mm-hmm. good for nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're only good for X amount of thing yeah. or whatever. But yeah, you, you people are people. Yeah. You don't really know who they are and what they're capable of doing. Yeah, you know, just because of their class status in yeah. in life, you really don't know. And yeah. this movie kind of really shows that. It's great. But at the it's same great. time, did you ever really feel? Uh, like you were rooting for them, or or I mean, what they're doing is technically despicable, yeah, right. But it's kind of it's coming from a movie like Joker, mm-hmm. which is despicable, mm-hmm. and at the same time you're kind of like at the end of the movie yeah. you're kind of like, okay, yeah. right. Yeah. You don't know exactly 
Am I supposed to feel yeah. sorry for him or what? To me, that's the masterful thing about this movie, right? This movie, it starts off, even it's it starts with that family, but you do see them as sort of the villain. Hey, they're conning these people and stuff like that. But, the, but then the movie slowly turns and then you get more of the rich family, you know, him talking about how, how he smells. There's a moment in the limousine yeah. where the father, yeah. the, the driver tries to have like a real moment with him. Like, hey, you love your wife, right? But then he's like, no. You know, he kind of rejects him. You know what I mean? He's, his dad also talks about, the rich dad tells him about he, these people shouldn't cross the line. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I saw that a different way. Oh, okay. Okay. When, when, when I started this movie, they were my protagonists. They were my heroes. I wanted to root oh, for the them. Oh, the parasite? The family? Yeah, the parasite. Yeah. The family. Uh, yeah, but by the way, the movie Parasite is a bus because they're parasitical. They're parasite, to, yeah. yeah. They're the thing is, though, is that. Or are they? Or is typical, it the rich that are. You know. No, but in a, in a very typical yeah. uh, American, I guess, mm-hmm. or uninspired movie, mm-hmm. the rich family would have all these flaws. Yeah. There'll be obvious villains, mm-hmm. right? And. To be, to be honest, going into the movie, yeah. I thought that was the direction they were going to go. Yeah. The, the family thought that was the direction they were going to yeah. go, right? Like the mom has, has this like wrong with her because yeah. uh, she's gullible or whatever. You know, uh, uh, he, the, the the sister even said, uh, one of them even said like, oh, the, the son, the, the kid is just play acting, right? Yeah. He's not really like mm-hmm. damaged or whatever. Mm-hmm. So all this stuff. And th- when, the, when the dad asked the rich guy, Oh yeah, you know you you must be like you have other people mm-hmm. right or whatever yeah. or you don't really love your wife yeah. right and my my taking him him saying that no I love my wife yeah to me on a regular movie oh that's a lie yeah but in this movie it's like well maybe it is true I have I have a couple of counters though okay uh, first I want to go back to my original point how the movie turns again when I first saw the movie I'm kind of rooting against. The, the Parasite family. I don't call it Parasite family. Okay, rich yeah. family. But then the movie slowly turns, you know what I mean? And then you see the Parasite family more of the, not heroes, but... The you, victims? You empathize, <laughs> empathize with them. Yeah, yeah, you relate no, to them. Yeah, you, you relate to them. Yeah, yeah, but totally, then, totally. So there's a moment when they're in the house by themselves and, you know, the the, other, the rich family's coming back. And they, it's that moment when you realize, what are you cheering for? The, the director's asking, are you cheering them to be found out? Or are you cheering them to be... They escape with this con. And I was cheering for them to escape. Not yeah, not get caught. Not get yeah, caught. So that yeah. that's same here, same here. That's yeah. the masterful that's the masterful thing about this this movie. Now going back to whether this rich family loves each other, they have a good thing. I don't think they hate each other, but I don't think but here here's my whole thing. I, I I talked about how the directing and how 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 fascinating it is. I uh the Parasite family, you see them together in a lot of the scenes, right? They're having dinner. You see all four of them in a scene right. and having dinner and stuff like that. They're working as a unit. I, I was looking, I was thinking about this. I if you look back at the rich family, I don't think you see the four of them in a single shot together. You know what I mean? They're yeah. always separate. They're always in different rooms and stuff like that. They're always talking to each other through different rooms. They're never together and stuff until like that. Until the second act. Until the second half of the movie. I don't think they are. I don't he, think, about the about the scene when they came back from the from the failed camping trip. They were I, together at the time. I believe no. I'm talking about in the same frame. In the same frame. Okay. I, I believe it's the dad, mother, and the either, either the, the, son or the, the daughter. kid in the uh, on the headphones. I don't think the daughter. I think the daughter is off is in the other seat of the car. You can't right. see her. And like I said, in the party, remember the girls in the room and stuff. I don't right. think if you look back on this, I don't think the four of them are in a frame together. I, I get what you're saying, because yeah. but based on the thematic structure, the yeah. poor family, the Parasite family, mm-hmm. they have nothing but their family to stick together. Yeah. That's why they're very they have a, good they have a, together. They have a bond. Yeah. While, while, a, the, while, the, while the rich family, 
they're rich. They yeah. can do whatever they want individually, all they want. Mm-hmm. So that's why they never they never seem connected to each they're other. They're very bougie trapping. Right. Like the father always buys these rich gifts and stuff like that. You know what I mean? They, they one of the things I thought was unrealistic at first is like they had a little kid out there in the rain and them. Sleep but they're outside. rich, I mean. Like, they're also, rich. They don't. They don't care about the. They they don't want to have that fight with their son. You know what I mean? Because they don't want to put that effort in to discipline their son because they're so bougie and kind of out of it. You know what I mean? I think that's why it, that's why I he's got letting his artistic f- yeah, mind exactly. flow. He's they're spoiling <laughs> the kid and stuff like that. They're right, a boy right, and, right. and something. So I think that's why I think I, it's not like like I said, I don't think the rich family they hate each other or anything, but it's like it's still dysfunctional in a less obvious way. You know what I mean? The obvious way the parasite family is dysfunctional is they're criminals and stuff. You know what I mean? Thematic wise, also the rich family. Uh, the son is fascinated with American Indians. Yeah. Although they call them Indians, right? Based mm-hmm. on the subtitles, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right? And which is something with, with America. Yeah. You know, America looks at Indians like, oh, they're so exotic, mm-hmm. right? Like, like almost like they're pets, even yeah. though America has done this atrocity towards the people. Yeah. You know, so it's almost like they're just window dressing to, to American life. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it does seem like there's so many uh, thematic parallels in yeah. this movie. It's amazing. how it And the rich family is literally... The family, the house itself, it's literally sealed off from the rest of Korea, basically. You know what I mean? Right. He, when he, Not that, but atop a mountain, probably. Of, yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. There's that scene where he, first time he walks to the family, he's like, he's confused. Like, where where, where am I? Where's the house? He walks to the door, up, up. And it's like, a, it's like going to another world and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, and then the poor family's house is like all the way in the bottom. Like yeah. you literally see them travel from up the up the mountaintop yeah. all the way to the bottom. Literally where the shit is. Literally yeah. where the shits are and stuff yeah. like that. It's great. It's great stuff. It's just, we haven't even talked about the basement stuff. Like I said, oh that, yeah, let's go, let's go, the let's go there. Yeah. Well, first off, I think it was kind of dumb that they went ahead and had the whole family to the house for themselves mm-hmm. when it started raining. Yeah, in my head, yeah. I go, oh, it's gonna ruin the cap. Yeah. They're gonna come back. Yeah, you caught that yeah. too, right? Yeah, I caught that too. Yeah, yeah. it's one of those such cocky and things where the audience. Like, what goes are you so, doing? Well, they're just stupid drunk. But yeah. once the rain hit, I'm like, guys, hey, guys, <laughs> I'm talking to people in the family. Guys, it's, it's gonna rain at the campsite. They're not gonna rich people. They're not gonna stay out in the rain and mud. Come on, yeah. guys. Anyway, anyway, but then. So you, so if I'm the director, and then he would expect that, right? The audience, he would know the audience. So the double twist, the one you're not expecting, is the basement stuff. When the housekeeper comes the house, back, yeah. <laughs> like well, I, for the longest, because he holds that shot. Like he's, she's down there for like like a minute or something. I'm like, Kip, like what could be down? Like, a gun? Some some meth? I had no idea there would be. Well, like not a, not only that, but the fact that there is even a basement yeah. level. That might, that might be a like he thing. was already yeah. suspicious enough that yeah. the, the, the the old the former Hoskins shows comes back, mm-hmm. cuts the CCTV, yeah. right? And you're in your, in your head, you're thinking, oh, this is gonna be trouble. This is gonna be, this is gonna be trouble, uh, right? You no. didn't think that was gonna be the trouble. I don't, what's great about it is when you then finally go down to the basement, you see her at this weird what like ninety degree angle, you know, trying to push the thing. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? What, yeah. is, what is going on? So. And then the thing, the thing, and the, and the husband, and she, the husband's a little bit off and stuff like that, a little yep. special and stuff like that. Well, he hasn't been fed for like a probably yeah. like a week. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's just crazy bananas and stuff like that. It just, I don't know. It just from there, it just kept going more and more bananas and stuff like that. I, I did like how they tied it in earlier. The the rich dad, I think, was saying, "Oh yeah, she eats like almost like she's eating for like two people practically." Oh yeah, and it right ties right. in and like yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly, she is eating for two people because her husband is down in the basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the husband. He mentioned that he worked at a Taiwanese shop, same as the thing, right? Right. So they're from the same class. It ties right? it in with the with the with the poor family parasite. The family, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah stuff like that. Yeah. So th- that's got to be a generational class in Korea and stuff like that, because they're roughly the same age or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's got to be a work. Yeah. So it's it's just incredible. 
Yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and like in real life, the, the, the poor people had to fight other poor people yeah. to get ahead with the rich people. Yeah. And, and this movie kind of falls out with these two families, mm-hmm. the husband, wife, yeah. and, and the parasite family. That's a good, that's a good point. Uh, a- AOC, the congresswoman from New York and stuff like that, this is, I'm applying it to a little bit to real life. When she's out there uh, uh, at, at these town hall events and then people qu- question her about why does she always fight with for the minorities and the dis- uh, disenfranchised. She she always tells them, the fight shouldn't be this, you and me. The fight should be us and them. You know, she, she, she points up and down. You know what I mean? Right. Don't fight sideways and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Don't fight the other people that are disadvantaged and disenfranchised. Fight the billionaires and stuff like that. You know? And this movie is a great illustration of that. Yeah. yeah. And, and like I said, the movie does go to certain lengths to, make, to not make the, the rich family super villainous. Yeah. The only thing villainous about them is... How um, what's the word looking for? Like they, they they don't care as much about the people working for them mm-hmm. or the people under them mm-hmm. as much as you hope they would, yeah. kind of thing. Because they, they do look down on them, even though they they don't always say mean things about them. Yeah. But like the I, whole thing with the smell, yeah. I my god, I, I, I thought that was that was heartbreaking. Because yeah. out of all the parents and families, the, the dad was the one that really got affected. Like we yeah. smell, yeah, like we smell a certain way, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're right. It's it's not. Anything sort of overt, like he does, they never say anything, or you don't never see him passing laws or anything. You know, it's all these sort of uh, passive aggressive, yeah. microaggression kind of things. You know what I mean? The way you smell, you know what I mean? The way he'll they'll fire somebody, but they won't. They never tell them the real legitimate reason. They don't. They don't want that confrontation. You know, they don't, they don't right. want that real sort of experience. They don't want to see them as human beings. You know what I mean? They don't want to deal with them on a real. Uh, intimate or strong level, you know what I mean. It's easier for them just to make up something, just, just dismiss them out loud, you know what I mean, yeah. outright and stuff like that. Yeah. Although, although it was, it was kind of like uh, not ingenious, but the how they got rid of the old housekeeper was kind of like that's pretty good. It's, it's good in the sense of like, uh, like a like a heist movie, yeah. but horrible in terms of like yeah. what they had to do to get rid of the lady. And how about at the end at the, at the fight? You know what I mean? Right. I, the, the the when the daughter got up and went to the kitchen, I thought, oh, oh, she's gonna get a knife and stab her and stuff. No, she got peaches. She took her out with peaches. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's smart. But it's smart. Crazy. It's really smart. It's really smart. Or, or or the part where the family comes back and and the 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 the, the ex housekeeper was running upstairs and the and the parasite mom just casually kicks her down the stairs. That's and like oh crap. Remember the time? <laughs> when I told you earlier? I had like three or four Shreks. That right. was one of the Shreks. And when, when that thing goes boom, the thud, it was like, oh shit. Yeah. yeah. I thought she was easily dead. Yeah, I thought she but was. But I think too. it's I think it's worse that oh I have yeah. a concussion. Yeah. And you're like, crap. And How is she gonna survive that? And she slowly sort of faded away, slowly just like concussed and the sort of never woke up. It's yeah. really sad, really tragic and stuff like that. It's, it's really tragic. It's, it, it, at first, and like in the beginning, I was ready. I was already ready to to paint them as the villains. Right. Oh, the ex-housekeeper and then her husband, they're gonna be the villains now. Yeah. But the movie makes it so hard to think yeah. that way because because they're also in a bad situation. Yeah. Well, see, this is a lesson for the people that made the Joker and stuff like that. You can have uh, uh, the bad guy as a center of it, but you know you can make it more complex. You can have nuance and stuff like that. I think mm-hmm. this is really good. It, it, it's a, it's a it's it's great. It's so, great. People said this is like a masterclass in cinema, yeah. as well as some. I think I forget who said it, but somebody said that this is like. One of the best movies of the decade, not just the year, but of the decade. I can see that. Yeah, I only saw it like uh, yesterday. The more I think about it, I, 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 as I, you know, think 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 about it, you know, maybe in the as I as maybe it'll grow on me. You know what I mean? As I think about it more and and think about the themes and and all that stuff. So yeah, because yeah. yeah, it's really get, deep. It's so deep that I think like uh, film schools in the future can can teach classes based on this movie. It's real, especially that last third. Of the movie, you just hit pause and and you just sort of just like see where everybody is in 
at, at any point in the third act. You know what I mean? Right. Who knows what? Who do you empathize with? You know what I mean? What the themes are at any different point. It's very complex. There's a lot of stuff going on. Between, you know what I mean? And what's crazy is some of the stuff that's going on in the movie, the other actors don't know about. It doesn't... The, the rich fan has no idea any of this is happening. It's kind of it, the same thing like with real life. Yeah, just like, they're so <laughs> oblivious. Oblivious to the suffering of the people beneath them and right. stuff like that. Until it just bites them in the ass and the guy comes out with a knife and stabbing side. Oh. Yeah, but the, but the, the, the dad survived, right? The rich dad survived? No, I think, I think she died. He actually she died. died. Cause I, I, cause I thought the murder they're referring to was the daughter. But it yes. was actually the dad. Well. I think the dad died. I think if I remember correctly, the dad. It's okay. in the news. It's First the news off, report. shocked that the daughter died. Yeah, and apparently, it's like just a flesh wound, right? ba- based on Derek's interview, Derek's and Mike's interview, the thing apparently they told her, "Oh, just assume you're gonna survive." Mm-hmm. So if if you watch the scene, she's her face is brilliant. Active, yeah, her right? face was relaxed, like she's calm kind of thing. But that's her that's her character. Yeah. But apparently, it's because she didn't know she was yeah. actually gonna die. And of all the people that I thought was gonna die, was the son. <laughs> He's the one who survived. You can't lose that much blood and yeah. survive that. Especially with that second hit, the second Shrek I got. Oh, yeah. The second stone hit. Blah! I was like, oh, yeah, shit. the guy, the guy gets oh, dead. Oh my god. So in the end, the body count is rich dad, crazy guy underneath the basement, and yeah. the and the daughter died. Ex housekeeper as well. Yes. Oh yes, you're right. Ex housekeeper yeah. died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy but stuff. It, it it is crazy stuff. And 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 the uh, the stone. Do you have your own thing about what the stone means? No, I just I haven't really thought about it. That I think much. I think the the friend gave the stone to the son, right? Mm-hmm. And and the son mentioned like, oh, it's heavy, mm-hmm. right? Kind of thing. I think the stone the stone represents the the weight of responsibility that was put oh. on the son. So and then him I providing like for the rest of the family is him like like that the responsibility. That I need to take care of my family mm-hmm. that came from the son, and that's why. The part where the where their house was flooded by sewer water, mm-hmm. and he held on to that stone because yeah. that's his responsibility. That's good. So he needs to use the responsibility to kill the as housekeeper, the but yeah. it backfired mm-hmm. because that kind of responsibility shouldn't be shouldn't be used in that way. Mm-hmm. And then and it backfired against. It them. shouldn't be a gener- It shouldn't be a generation thing. The the older generation was like take care of the younger generation. You know what I mean? Not the other way around. Yeah, not, no, I like I, that. No, but uh, he dropped the stone. That has to mean something. He yeah. dropped the stone yeah. and he well, he dropped backfired against yeah. him. Yeah, so I like it. I like that a lot. I like that yeah. interpretation. Yeah, the weight of response. And he, at the end, he's the one who initiated the conversation with his dad. Like, hey, what are we going to do, do about the people in the basement? Right. And his dad's like, well, let, we'll just let it play out and stuff. But he 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 was like, no, you have to have a plan. And he went back with the stone. Yeah, I like it. I like your interpretation. That's that's good. Yeah. And and the final the, one of the last scenes where where he had he was saying how oh I'm gonna find myself to get rich. And then I'll be able to buy the house, yeah. and you, all you need to do is just walk upstairs. Yeah. Right. So when I first saw it, I'm like, "How is that possible?" Yeah. And now we're we're agreeing that it's probably a fantasy. It's a fantasy, yeah. and it's also a tragedy too. Because if it is, if the the movie is about class and class, class structure, in no way can he legitimately make that kind of money. You know, right. from the class that he's at, you know, to where the for him to afford that house and buy it. Well, so the, that's the tragedy of it. Well, I believe, it, I'm not sure if it was in the dialogue or not, but I read somewhere where supposedly it said in the movie that like, I, I it will take me five, 547 years to be able to be rich enough to buy that house. Right. But I will somehow manage to pull it off. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and then they show the fantasy and you're like, did he pull it off? No. <laughs> you know, it's like, you don't know. But the movie yeah. does kind of like end on a note where where he you can tell his face like he realized, oh, his dad's going to die. Yeah. It? It's, it's, right? it's tragic. That's how I interpret it. I yeah. think it's a, it's a tragedy because there's no way he can climb the social, you know, uh, structure necessary, especially given his education, his criminal record. Now, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Without doing anything, yeah. I think that's the, the ultimate tragedy of 
of the movie. You know, I mean, he knows exactly where his father is. He he's smart enough and capable enough. That's the other thing. He's smart enough and capable enough to figure out what his dad did at the end. You know what I mean? But he but the the society, the South Korean society, he's not going to be able to make ever going to make that money to uh, to to buy that house. So the, thematic wise, why didn't the son go back in and save the dad? I don't know if that has to do with any kind of team that the movie's trying to say, but why didn't he just try to do that? Because at one point the house was empty, right? But I think it's just just movie stuff, movie reasons, movie logic, themes, logic. I I think it has to do with the theme of 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 the movie. Why why that didn't happen? Yeah, like it's it's just it's just ultimately tragic. Again, like I said, because he knows where his dad is, he's trying to 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 figure things out. But because the system that's in place, the social, economic, whatever class structure in South Korea, he's not. He'll never. He'll never make that money. He'll never buy that house and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So that's. It's cool. also symbolic that the dad stays down there. You know, it's it's his it's his life. He just, there's no way for him to escape that poor life, that mm-hmm. underground life kind of yeah. thing. He's just like there. his so, just like his social status and stuff like that. He's yeah. he'll be always underneath uh, the rich and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Literally, he'll in literally. This, yeah, case, he yeah. literally he's literally trapped metaphorically and literally. And he literally has to. Only periodically come out and try and steal some scraps and stuff like that and stuff like that. It's good. Like, like in real life. <laughs> yeah. And also, uh, the other thing I kind of, uh, I took a beat for me to figure out, it's not like the 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 son, the rich person's son, he didn't like go in and and and, um, and free the guy, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's not that's not what happened, right? Even no. though there's a Morse code and stuff like that. That's That wasn't the point of showing you the Morse code and, and the little kid figuring out it should help, right? Yeah, the kid got the name, but there was he didn't take any action. You're right. right he, he didn't. He, he didn't, didn't go like, "Hey, Dad, what's this about?" Yeah, right. It was just to let the audience. It was just to remind the audience that there's a Morse code system out there. So right. It sets up the, the ending, and the reason why he fainted at the end is because that's the ghost that he saw previously. Yeah, that right. was ingenious too. Yeah, the, the, so the, the, that's how why he freaked that. out and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah. And we, I don't, there, there's nothing on a podcast can explain the 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 horror and shock. Of that sequence, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Starting with the stone, getting the knife, him yelling out the name because his wife wanted him to remember the the, the name of the person, right? You right, know what I mean. Right. Him shouting it out, him looking like crazy in the eyes. There's nothing in this podcast can describe how thrill, thrilling, how intense, intense, yeah. and how horrific that sequence is. It's great. It's just fantastic, man. It's just it fantastic. is. Yeah. It is. It's it's an amazing movie. Yeah, it's an amazing movie. Big thumbs up. Totally, totally. Mm-hmm. I do have a prediction where I think this. I think this one easy. This movie easily wins the uh, best foreign best, film. Best foreign film. Yeah, if it does it, I'll be really shocked. Yeah, I'll be shocked, and I would be pleasantly surprised, even though I wouldn't bet on it getting a best picture nomination. I hope it does. I it hope deserves. It does. It's well deserved. I mean, yeah. yeah. Whether it's not going to win, but yeah. it's, it's definitely definitely deserves it. Whether it deserves it or not, it's is is out of the question. Of course, it deserves just it. Just a but, nod of it. Yeah, just yeah. a nod. But definitely, I'm hundred percent sure it's going. Win best foreign picture and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a great, great, great movie. So yeah, it's really good. And I got, I gotta give uh, uh, recognition to the to the mom, the rich mom. Yes, I thought she was. She sure. actually probably is the MVP of the whole cast because mm-hmm. she she's pretty much the focal point for a lot of the characters. Right. The only, the only time I really hated her was when she was so obvious with the whole "Oh my God, these things" and Lord Lord the window down. Yeah. That I think that was the that was almost the camel that the, the shot that broke the camel's back with the dad. Mm-hmm. But it was it was it was when um, the the rich dad didn't bother to help his daughter who was who was stabbed, yeah, yeah, right, and 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 just took off. That's that's what that's what really broke him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the the guy has a car. He could take two kids, right? You know what mm-hmm. I mean. And obviously the 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 kid with the stab wound might be in more of a critical condition 
the, the kid that fainted. I read somewhere online the kid might have had a seizure, but I thought he just he just fainted and stuff like that. But anyway. no, but he was foaming the mountain all that stuff. Was he really? Oh, I didn't notice that part. Oh man, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Bong Joon Ho definitely one of the one of the best directors in working right nowadays. Yeah, yeah. for sure, for, for sure, for sure. It. Uh, for sure. Yeah, great, totally. All right, thanks for listening. This was episode two hundred and fifty nine of the Stuff and Junk Show. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, this has been a podcast on the Who What Works Network. The Who What Works Why Network. Why do you always just blurb it out? Say probably Albert's your company. Who What Works Why Network. Yeah, All right. Good.